Section 23 of A Young Girl's Diary by Anonymous, translated by Cedar Paul and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by K. Hand. June, the third year. June 4th. So Dora looks upon mother's death as a sign of God's displeasure against father. But what could we have done to prevent it? She said, oh yes, we did a lot of things we ought not to have done, and above all we had secrets from mother. That is why God has punished us. It's horrible, and now that she is always speaking of the eye of God and the finger of God, it makes me so terribly afraid to go into a dark room, because I always feel there is someone there who is eyeing me and wants to seize me. June 8th. Father is in a frightful rage with Dora. Yesterday evening, when I opened the drawing-room door, and there was Father coming out, quite unintentionally I gave a yell, and when Father asked what was the matter, I told him about God's displeasure, only I did not tell him it was against him, but only against Dora and me. And then father was frightfully angry for the first time since mother's death, and he told Dora she was not to upset me with her ill-conditioned fancies, and Dora nearly had an attack of palpitation so that the doctor had to be sent for. Aunt came to sleep in our room, and we both had to take bromide. Today father was awfully kind to us and said, Girls, you've no reason to reproach yourselves. You have always been good children, and I hope you will always be good. Yes, I will be, for mother's eye watches over us. Hella thinks I look very poorly, and she asked me today whether perhaps but I told her that I would not talk about such things any more, that it would be an offense to my mother's memory. She wanted to say something more, but I said, No, Hella, I simply won't talk about that any more. You can't understand, because your mother is still alive. June 12th. It is awful. Just when I did not want to think any more about such things, there comes an affair of that very sort. I'm in a frightful mess, through no fault of my own. Just after nine today, a girl from the second came into our mathematics lesson and said, The headmistress wishes to see Lanier, Bruckner, and Franca in the office directly. All the girls looked at us, but we did not know why. When we came into the office, the door of the head's room was shut, and Fraulein N. told us to wait. Then the head came out and called me in. Inside, a lady was sitting, and she looked at me through a lorgnon. Do you spend much time with Zirkwitz? asked the head. Yes, said I, and I had a foreboding. This lady is Zirkwitz's mother, and she complains that you talk about very improper things with her daughter. Is it so? Hella and I never wanted to tell her anything, but she begged us to again and again, and besides, we really thought she knew it anyhow and only pretended she didn't. What did you think she knew, and what did you talk to her about? broke in Annalise's mother. Excuse me, said the head. I will examine the girls. So Bruckner was concerned in the matter, too? Very seldom, said I. Yes, the chief offender is Lanier, the girl whose mother died recently. Then I choked down my tears and said, We should never have said a word about these matters unless Annalise hadn't kept on at us. After that, I would not answer any more questions. Then Hella was called in. She told me afterwards that she knew what was up directly when she saw my face. What have you been talking about to Zirkwitz? Hella would not say at first, but then she said in as few words as possible about getting babies and about being married. Gracious goodness, such little brats, and to talk about such things, said Annalise's mother, such corrupt minds. We did not believe that Annalise did not really know, or we should never have told her anything, said Hella, just as I had. She was simply splendid. As regards Alfred, we have nothing to do with that, and we have often advised her not to allow him to meet her coming home from school, but she would not listen to us. I am talking about your conversations, with which you have corrupted the poor innocent child, said Frau von Zerkwitz. She certainly must have known something about it before, or she would not have gone with Alfred or wanted to talk about it with us, said Hella. Heavenly Father, that is worse still. Such corruptness of mind. 
then we were sent out of the room outside hella cried frightfully and so did i for we were afraid there would be a row at home we could not go back into the mathematics lesson because we had been crying such a lot in the interval hella walked past annalise and said out loud traitress and spat at her for that she was ordered out of the ranks i stepped out of the ranks too and when frau professor Crindle said not you lanier you go on i said excuse me i spat at her too and went and stood beside hella all the girls looked at us it was plain that frau prof Crindle knew all about it already for she did not say any more in the german lesson from eleven to twelve frau doctor m said girls why can't you keep the piece together this continual misconduct is really too bad and serves only to make trouble for you and for your parents and for us just before twelve hella and i were summoned to the head's room again girls she said it's a horrible business this even if your own imaginations have been prematurely poisoned why should you try to corrupt others as for you lanier you ought to be especially ashamed of yourself that such complaints should be made of you when your mother has been buried only a few weeks excuse me said hella all this happened in the spring and even earlier in the winter for we were still skating at the time rita's mother was pretty well then besides zerkwitz was continually pestering us to tell her i often warned rita and said don't trust her but she was quite infatuated with zerkwitz please frau Direktorin, don't say anything about it to rita's father for he would be frightfully upset hella was simply splendid i shall never forget she does not want me to write that we are writing together hella thinks we must write it all down word for word for one never can tell what use it may be no one ever had a friend like hella and she is so brave and clever you are just as clever she says but you stupid idiot dug up the old story about the two students on the ice i think that was over and done with ages ago you should never trust anyone says hella and she's perfectly right i never could have believed annalise would be such a sneak we don't know yet what was up with franca as she came in she put her finger to her lips meaning of course betray nothing june fifteenth the school inspector came today i was at the blackboard in the maths lesson when there was a knock at the door and the head came in with a hair insp for a moment i thought he had come about that matter and i went as white as a sheet at least the girls say i did hella says i looked like niobe mourning for her children thank goodness the sum was an easy one and besides i can always do sums in maths and french i am the best in the class but the hair insp saw that i had tears in my eyes and said something to the head and then the head said she has recently lost her mother then the hair insp praised me and like a stupid idiot i must needs begin to howl the head said it's all right l sit down and stroked my hair she is so awfully sweet and i do hope that she and frau doctor m will say a word for me at the staff meeting and i do hope that father won't hear anything of it for of course he would reproach me dreadfully because it all comes so soon after mother's death but really it all happened long before that the way it all happened was that hella's mother went away to see emmy her married niece who was having her first baby and then it was that we were told the innocent child that's what we called the deceitful cat everything hella still thinks that the innocent child was a humbug that is quite likely for after all she is nearly fourteen and at fourteen one must surely know a great deal already it is impossible at that age a girl can continue to believe in the stork story as annalise is said to have done hella thinks that i shall soon be developed too because i always have such black rings under my eyes i overheard frau von zerkwitz say little brats but hella says that the head hemmed loudly to drown it afterwards hella was in fits of laughter over the expression little brats for her mother always says about such things little brats like you have no concern with such matters good lord when is one to learn all about it if one does not know when one is nearly fourteen as a matter of fact both hella and i learned these things very early and it has not done us any harm hella's mother always says that if one learns such things too early one gets to look old but of course that's nonsense 
but why do mothers not want us to know i suppose they're just ashamed june sixteenth yesterday evening after we had gone to bed dora said what were you really talking about to z or whatever her name is the head called me into the office today and told me that you had been talking of improper matters she said i must watch over you in mother's place well that would be a fine thing besides it all happened when mother was still alive a mother never knows what children are talking of together dora thinks that i shall have a written reprimand from the staff meeting i should hate that because of father that would mean another fearful row although father is really awfully sweet now i have not had a single rowing since mother first got ill it's quite true that death makes people gentle but why really one would have thought people would get disagreeable because they've been so much distressed last week the tombstone was put up and we all went to see it i should like to go alone to the cemetery once at least for one does not like to weep before the others june eighteenth the innocent child does not come to jim any longer at least she has not been since that affair we think she's afraid although we should not say anything to her we punish her with silent contempt she'll feel that more than anything and thank goodness she does not come to play tennis i do hate people who are deceitful for one never knows where to have them when a girl tells an outright cram then i can at least say to her oh clear out don't tell such a frightful whacker i was not born yesterday but one has no safeguard against deceitfulness that's why i don't like cats we have another name for the innocent child we call her the red cat i think she knows day after tomorrow is the school outing to carnuntum i am so excited we have to be at the quay at half past seven june twenty first the outing was lovely hella was to come and fetch me but she overslept herself so her mother took a taxi and luckily i had waited for her i should like to be always driving in a taxi dora would not wait and went away at a quarter to seven by electric car at quarter to eight hella came in the taxi and just before the ship weighed anchor i believe one ought only to say that of a sailing ship at sea but it does not matter i'm not marina who knows everything about the navy that is just at the right moment we arrived they all stared at us when we came rushing up in the taxi i tumbled down as i got out of the car it was stupid but i don't think they all noticed it aunt dora said that for this one day we had better put off our mourning and father said so too so we wore our white embroidered frocks and aunt dora was awfully good and had made us black sashes it looked frightfully smart and they say that people wear mourning like that in america i do love america the land of liberty boys that is young students and girls go to school together there but about the outing in the boat we sat next to frau doctor m she was awfully nice hella was on the right and i was on the left and we sat so close that she said girls you're squashing me or at least you're crushing my dress she was wearing a white frock and had a coral necklace which suited her simply splendidly when we were near hainsburg hella's hat fell into the danube and all the girls screamed because they thought a child had fallen overboard but thank goodness it was only the hat we went up the schlossberg and had a lovely view that is i did not look at anything except frau doctor m because she was so lovely professor wilke was with us and he went about with her all the time the girls say he will probably marry her perhaps in the holidays oh dear that would be horrid hella thinks that is quite out of the question because of the german professor at any rate it would be better for her to marry professor w than the other because he is said to be a jew still with regard to all things that hang upon marriage it's the same with every man i said that's just the chief point you little goose said hella and frau doctor m said do you allow your chum to talk to you like that what is the chief point i was just going to say we can't tell you that when hella interrupted me and said just because i'm her chum i can talk to her like that she would not let anyone else do it then we went to dinner unfortunately we did not sit next to her we had veal cutlets and four pieces of chocolate cake and as the hair religions prof went by he said how many weeks have you been fasting 
before dinner we went to the museum to see the things they had dug up in the roman camp the headmistress and fraulein v explained everything it was most instructive in the afternoon we went to deutsch altenburg it was great fun at tea then we had games and all the staff joined in the fifth had got up a comedy by one of the girls we were all in fits of laughter then suddenly there came along a whole troop of officers of the flying corps frightfully smart and one of them sat down at the piano and began to play dance music another came up to the head and begged her to allow the young ladies to dance the head did not want to at first but all the girls of the fifth and sixth begged her to and the herr relprof said oh frau Drektorin, let them have the innocent pleasure and so they really were allowed to dance the rest of us either danced with one another or looked on and then when hella and i were standing right in front up came a splendid lieutenant and say may i venture to separate the two friends for a little dance if you please said i and sailed off with him to dance with a lieutenant is glorious then the same lieutenant danced with hella and in the evening on the way home she said that the lieutenant had really wanted to dance with her first but i had been so prompt with my if you please and had placed my hand on his shoulder of course that's not true but it is not a thing one would quarrel about with one's best friend and anyhow he danced with both of us unfortunately we were not able to dance very long because we got so hot oh and i had almost forgotten a captain with a black mustache saluted frau dr m for they know one another she blushed furiously so he is probably the man she will marry and not herr prof vilka and not the jewish professor he would please me a great deal better they were all so awfully smart before we left a lieutenant brought in a huge bunch of roses and the officers gave a rose to each member of the staff the ladies i mean then something awfully funny happened there's a girl in the sixth who looks quite old as if she might be twenty-four and our lieutenant offered her a rose too and then she said no thank you i am not one of the staff i'm in the sixth everyone burst out laughing and she was quite abashed because the lieutenant had taken her for one of the staff and the herr relprof said to her chaperal you might just as well have taken it but really she was quite right to refuse i think there must have been twenty officers at least of course hella told the lieutenant that she was a colonel's daughter i wonder if we shall ever see him again i am writing this four days after the outing dora told me yesterday that when i was dancing with the lieutenant the herr relprof said to frau Drektorin, do just look at that young lanier little rogue see what eyes she's making making eyes forsooth i did not make eyes besides what does it mean anyhow to make eyes of course i did not shut my eyes if i had i should probably have fallen down and then everyone would have laughed and i don't like being laughed at i hardly saw dora all through the outing and she did not dance she said very cuttingly of course not for after all we are in mourning even if we did wear white dresses you are only a child for whom that sort of thing does not matter that sort of thing as if i had done something dreadful i don't love mother any the less and i don't forget her father was quite different the day before yesterday evening he said so my little witch has made a conquest you're beginning early but it's no good taking up with an officer little witch they're too expensive but i would like to have the lieutenant i would go up with him in an aeroplane up up till we both got quite giddy in the religion lesson yesterday when the herr prof came in he laughed like anything and said hello lanier is the world still spinning round you the herr lieutenant has not been able to sleep since so i suppose he knows him still i am quite sure that he has not lost his sheep on my account though very likely he said so if only i knew what his name is perhaps leo or romeo yes romeo that would suit him admirably june twenty sixth when i was riding hard yesterday aunt alma came with marina and that jack and apes irwin who was really responsible for all the row that time since mother died we have been meeting again i don't think mother liked aunt alma much nor she her just as father and aunt dora are not particularly fond of one another 
it is so in most families the father does not care much for the mother's brothers and sisters and vice versa i wonder why i wonder whether he has a fiance probably he has and what she looks like i wish i knew whether he likes brown hair or fair hair or black hair best but about the visit of course marina and i were very standoffish she is so frightfully conceited because she goes to the training college as if that were something magnificent the high school is much more important for from the high school one goes on to the university but not from the training college and they don't learn english nor french properly for it is only optional aunt alma knows that it annoys father when anyone says we don't look well so she said why dora looks quite overworked thank goodness it's nearly over and she won't get much out of it after all it's really better for a girl to become a teacher erwin lounged in his chair and said to me do you dare me to spit on the carpet you are ill-bred enough to do it i can't think why marina the future schoolmistress does not give you a good smacking said i then aunt alma chimed in what's the matter children what game are you playing it's not a game at all erwin wants to spit on the carpet and he seems to think that would be all right then aunt said something to him in italian and he pulled a long nose at me behind father's back but i simply ignored it little pig and yet he's my cousin camillo is supposed to have been just as impudent as bub but we have never seen him for he has been in japan as an ensign the last two years mourning does not suit marina at all there's a provincial look about her and she can't shake it off her clothes are too long and she has not got a trace of b although she was seventeen last september she is disgustingly thin june twenty seventh the herr insp came to our class today in french this time frau doctor dunker is always frightfully excited by his visits and at the beginning of the lesson he said girls the inspector is coming today pull yourselves together please don't leave me in the lurch so it must be true what oswald always says that the inspectors come to inspect the teachers and not the pupils at the inspection oswald often says every pupil has the professor in his hands being first of course i was called upon and i simply could not think what trotteur meant i would not say trottel idiot and so i said nothing at all then annalise turned round and whispered it to me but of course i was not going to say it after her but remained speechless as an owl at length the herr inspector said translate the sentence right to the end and then you'll grasp its meaning but i can't see the sense of that for if i don't know one of the words the sentence has no meaning or at least not the meaning it ought to have if hella had not been absent today because of she might have been able to whisper it to me afterwards frau doctor dunker reproached me saying that no one could ever trust anyone and that i really did not deserve a one and the stupidest thing of all was that you laughed when you did not know a simple word like that of course i could not tell her that my first thought had been to translate it trottle unseen translation is really too difficult for us june twenty eighth the staff meeting is today i'm on tenter hooks to know whether i shall have a reprimand or a bad conduct mark in my report that would be awful it does not matter so much to hella for her father has just gone away to maneuvers in hungary or in bosnia by the time he is back the holidays will have begun and no one will be bothering about reports any more so i shall know tomorrow oh bother tomorrow is a holiday and the next day is sunday so for another two and a half days i shall have to linger in suspense but a different sort of suspense from what gotha wrote about june thirtieth we were at home yesterday and this afternoon because of dora's matriculation the bruckners went to Brettenstein to visit an aunt who was in a convalescent home and so i could not go with them in the evening we went to turkenschnatz park to supper but there was nothing on by the way i have not written anything yet about the innocent child at the outing on the boat she began fussing round hella and me and wanted to push into conversation indirectly of course but she did not succeed hella is extraordinarily clever in such matters she simply seemed to look through her really i'm a little sorry for her for hasn't she any close friends beyond ourselves but hella said haven't you had enough of it yet do you want to be cooked once more with the same sauce 
and when hella's hat fell into the water and we were still looking after it in fits of laughter all of a sudden we found annalise standing behind us offering hella a fine lace shawl which she had brought with her for the evening because she so readily gets earache wouldn't you like to use this shawl so that you won't have to go back to vienna without a hat please don't trouble yourself i'm quite used to going about bareheaded but the way she said it like a queen i must learn it from her she's really shorter than i am but at such moments she looks just like a grown-up lady i told her as much and she rejoined darling rita you can't learn a thing like that it's inborn she rather annoyed me for she always seems to think that an officer's daughter is a thing apart end of section twenty three